and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. I am Jonathan Gellner, and thank you so much for joining us. We hear a lot about coaches who want to train the engine when discussing skill development, but most of the time they are referring to velocity of some sort, whether that be throwing or hitting. We have learned that over the past few years, this is a trainable skill. It is fairly well documented that we can develop throwing velocity and we can develop bat speed. I'm not a strength coach, and we have a fantastic one in Kyle Frederick. And I truly believe that most of training the engine has to do with a great lifting program. But most of what I will discuss today will involve training within the practice setting. If you know anything about me, you know that I am all about practicality and application. And it's one thing to perform a study over six weeks in a controlled environment, and another to apply it in a team setting on a daily basis. And today we're gonna go over how to train the motor, a template for bat speed development and proprioception. Here are a few ways we have found to be able to develop these skills. Let me talk more about the offensive side and how we go about training for bat speed. I cited a few journals in the article, but I wanted to show a clear picture on how we go about this. We start with medicine balls. Each day as part of their warm-up process, we do a few different variations of med ball throws. Not only are we working on using the core correctly within our forward move, but we are also chucking a heavy implement and being able to redirect energy from our forward move to the rotation part. Being able to stop energy going forward is a major key, and if a player does not have the strength or technique to do this, they're leaking a massive amount of potential energy. Another goal of using this is to clean up some sequencing, and by using the heavy implement, usually four to six pounds for us, our hope is that the body will organize itself in sequencing correctly. Think hips, torso, shoulder, hands. We either have them for two or three days a week, so a typical three-day-a-week warm-up with med balls would look like this. I've included a couple videos in the article, but I'll do my best to describe it in this podcast. On day one, we would do our regular forward move with straight arms and scoop-toss med ball from the hip. On the second day, we're going to experiment with a scissor or kickback. And on the final day, we're going to do the same thing, forward move, four to six pound scoop toss with a kick through. The main goal with the med balls is trying to get them to use their core. And there will be times that players will try to muscle up and throw these with their upper body. And we want to avoid this. There will also be times when they coil their upper body too much and try to accomplish the goal of throwing this hard. Think of a righty turning their shoulders all the way to the right fielder. These are just a few things to look for with this. In the past, I would read studies that recommended a weighted bat program, and it made it sound like something extra that we needed to add. If you're like me, the only time that we can add something is if we cut something else out. But what if we didn't have to? We do a pretest with blast motion sensors, more on how we use them later, and we test and understand what each player's bat speed is just to monitor it over time. We can measure exit velo, which has proven to be an extremely important outcome when hitting. But I also like measuring bat speed because it's process-based, and one way to have a higher exit below is to have the bat traveling faster. Citation included. We also want to be able to test their skills in a game-like and stressful environment, and this accomplishes a couple of things. We want to make sure that their pattern and bat speed holds up under stress, and we want to get an accurate read of what their in-game bat speed actually is. We don't want little Johnny to only be able to swing a bat fast on flips and practice, Transfer to the game has to be a key to any training environment. I've included a, a snapshot of what our collection sheet looks like in the article, and you can get as specific as you want, but when you have a data collection team of one, simpler is better. 
The fall can get tedious at times, so if we can attach a number to show trends over time, it provides some accountability to the player and to the coach. The player can't take swings off without their average number going down, and for the coach, we can monitor if what we are doing is actually working. We also want to monitor this in season to make sure our workload isn't too heavy in practice, which would also cause dips in bat speed. So how are we using weighted bats? For bat speed development, we use each bat 33% of the time. Each round, we either use an underload, overload, or regular bat. Most coaches do rounds that are three times, insert your specific number here. So just have three bats ready and have them switch every round. For example, let's say we have three rounds of hitting today with 10 swings each round and three stations. Front toss, front toss, machine. We're going to take 90 swings and 33% of them will be with each bat. Notice I used the term motor instead of engine in the title. Weighted bats and differential training not only provide benefits for bat speed, but also proprioception. Proprioception is perception and awareness of the position and movement of the body. And Nikolai Bernstein has written about the degrees of freedom problem. And his problem is that there are an infinite number of ways that we do things and that we never do the exact same movement twice. So by changing the implement, we can actually learn tasks faster. Taking this into account, here are a few fun competitions and constraints that can challenge our players. Front toss, hit the ball oppo with an underload bat, pull with a heavy bat. And you can do angle toss the same way and try hitting it back where it came from. So pull side for a righty, set up the tosser between the third base side of the mount and third base. And if you wanna do oppo, just set it up on the opposite side between the first base side and the mount. Another few that we like would be front toss, squared up switch bats. Anytime you find a barrel, change the bat. And the last one that I'll talk about today, front toss, squared up, move up. When you find a barrel, you have to take a step forward. This is more of a time constraint than an implement one, but it still fits with the challenge bolt. Have you ever had trouble with soft lefties? Try starting closer to the tosser and moving further and further back. You can even include different lengths of bats, different sizes and weights of balls, and all of this can provide different challenges for our player systems. We've done this in the past, and it's the same premise. For example, the long bat, think of fungo, can be great for players who dump their barrel behind their body or who are slow to contact. Or you can use a short bat that can be really good for teaching posture changes. I hope this provided some context into why people use different implements into practices and training. I wanted to not only show you how we can make this part of our daily system, but to do this in a way that is impactful and lasting for each player. Thanks for joining us.